WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my off days is listen to the rap, and now you are and it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch. You hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot to back. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. <laughs> what the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. TalkRadio.com. Brought to you by your friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at youtube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RockRadioShow.com, AllTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you have to have a Prime Gaming sub available, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way. Follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ultimate troll of the WTR network, Sir Rockin'. <laughs> what, did you not expect it? No! Why? Why would you not expect it? I don't know, but just, you troll. Oh, you think that's a troll. Wait till later. Anyway, between oh, the Rack Radio Show at Wild Talk Radio at Lids Word, come to WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com, or Twitch.tv slash Live to interact with us this evening because we're going to talk about things, places, and footballs. Because it's football, y'all. It's back. Football is back and better than ever. Face facts and all that other things and stuffs. All that fun stuff. And all that fun stuff that's happening in wrestling. So, we are going to talk the A of the E of the W's. We are going to talk all the stuff that happened. Wait, what? No way. Are we actually going to talk about it? We actually are going to talk about it, but we're going to do it at the end of the news. So we can get into it because it's always awkward when like you have this really huge story and you start off with it and then you're like, and now everything else. And now all the other things that we have to talk about. So we're going to discuss all the other news and then we're going to get to the AEW stuff. Because we're not going to do, we're not, we're not going to start with what you want to talk about. We're just going to talk about other things. Well, I mean, that's on point for the pay-per-view, isn't it? (laughs) 
Oh yeah, Jack, coming up in the back half of the show, we're going to give you the exclusive WTR review of Clash at the Castle. Sorry we made you wait days, but, um... Content. Content. No, because there was no one on Sunday because AEW decided to have a media scrum. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a pay-per-view. Pay-per-view <laughs> doesn't compare to the media scrum. And anyway, speaking of more entertaining. Speaking of, go to com. listen to the not so live live thing we did about all out ding so let's just start at the top of the news and work our way down um so in the not so surprise but a surprise Braun Strowman has returned to WWE and he is officially a member of Friday Night Smackdown hey may he have equally blue pants but not blue red pants man he had some red pants but not blue pants blue pants because we already had a blue pants and you don't need a second blue pants but he could be thick thighs, blue pants. I mean, yes, he could be, but you don't need two blue pants when we all saw how blue pants went. True. She's now working <laughs> in, in, in AEW and probably having a hell of a week. Yeah, probably having a really bad week. Uh, Pat McAfee is going to be taking a short hiatus from WWE. He got a job with College Game Day, so he will be working that show every Saturday um, throughout the season. So he was going to try and make it work with WWE, and they're like, no, don't do it. We'll just have you go on a hiatus for the next two football seasons, and it'll be fine. Um, So Pat McAfee will officially be leaving the SmackDown booth, I think, as of tomorrow. As of tomorrow. He's doing game day on Saturday, so he will not be on SmackDown as of this week. Who his replacement is, we'll probably find out tomorrow night at some point. Because they have to have someone there. They have to have someone there. So unless it's Cole talking by himself, and I mean Cole can talk by himself if he really, he, really wants. He could. He absolutely could. Um, but yeah, so look for Pat McAfee in College Game Day, and congratulations to Pat because I know he's super hype about it. Um, and it's this a, is something he's always wanted. It's to a do. job he's wanted. It's a staple of football, and he's going to put his heart and soul into it. And he's still part of the WWE family, as he as he mentioned one WWE person longtime ogs told him you're still part of the family and now you're on game day that's pretty cool that's pretty awesome like he's representing them on another platform that's freaking awesome and wwe's had a great relationship with espn college game day over the year because certain people have appeared multiple times Taker. when they're in texas <laughs> Taker, the unofficial mascot of the texan or of the um, university of texas the undertaker yeah so congrats to pat Sexy won't be on, on commentary on the Smackdowns, but we'll have to make do without. Yeah. It'll be fine. Please give us someone good. Anyway, moving on. What was uh, that? What, 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 you, what was that one? Give us Wade Barrett. Okay. Just want to make sure. I want to make that clear and heard and everything. Wade Barrett. Anyway, moving on. Um, The WWE has announced that the Royal Rumble is headed to San Antonio next year. So everybody look forward to that. Saturday Rumble, January 28th. Woo! Yay! Um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels got another upgrade in their titles. Triple H is now the chief content officer of WWE, and Shawn Michaels has been named the senior vice president of Talent Development Creative. Uh, congratulations to them. Um, and replacing Triple H as the executive vice president of Talent is former Las Vegas Raiders president Dan Vitrell. Uh, he accepted the role overseeing the talent relations, and uh, he will report to Triple H. So that's good news, I think. So that was weird, right? When, when that story came out about the Raiders mm-hmm. person? Because it was broken by Adam Schefter. Sports yeah, guy, weird. NFL guy, Adam Schefter, breaking WWE news. It was like, oh, a Shefty bomb. Oh, it's not a Woj bomb, it's a Shefty bomb. Um, so that was cool. It was cool seeing, like, oh, I, like I was scrolling Twitter, I was like, Wait, did Schefter just say WWE in a tweet? What? And it's like I double take. It's like, oh, he did. He did. He said the thing. Got it. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. So let's do the blame brands because that will lead into. You don't want to do the one story. You just want to tie it all, all together. Let's just tie it all together. Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulder snapping. It's this week's Injury Roundup. Wait, before we do this, I just saw a commercial. They're remaking Quantum Leap? I guess. Okay. 
Anyway, um, Christian Cage is out with a torn tricep. He had surgery, or is he getting ready to have surgery, or he's already had surgery, so... I don't think he's surgery yet, but he should be having surgery very shortly. Hashtag blame Brent. And then CM Punk has a torn tricep. Hashtag blame Brent. He has, in fact, had surgery. Yes, he's already had his surgery. Which leads us... To Saturday night. And Sun- what happened? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Or, or I'm sorry, excuse me, Sunday night. And what happened post all out? Yes. All in? All out? All out. Um, where AW had a little presser. Um, and like they do after most pay per views, and people got up and they talked and cut promos and whatnot. And uh, there was some unusual stuff that happened, but the big news coming out of that presser is the fact that after some questionable comments made by one CM Punk, where he attacked Colt Cabana, The Bucks, Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega in his comments post show, that a group of people that has generally been agreed upon as Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, um, I believe Christopher Daniels is now believed to be part of the group, and several others, went to Punk's locker room, confronted Punk about his comments, it turned physical, and there was a fight between CM Punk, Ace Steel, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega where people got bitten, people got a chair thrown at them, punches were thrown, somebody either got knocked out or hit in the eye with a chair. That would be one of the Young Bucks. Matt Jackson, yeah. Kenny Omega got bit, his hair got pulled, Punk tore his tricep. No, 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 no. Punk got... aggravated his tricep. He tore tore his tricep in the match. But he aggravated it further in the fight. Yeah, supposedly. Um, Um, So... One report had them, the Young Bucks, knocking down the door, make your super kick party jokes right there. But that was not the case. Uh, and they were, like, confronting him about, because he said, if you have a problem with me, come come at me, bro. So they came at him, and, well, Punk threw the first shot. Um, Which I think is generally accepted now that Punk threw the first. That, from both sides, he threw the first shot. But Yeah. Whether it was a sucker punch or he was ex- like he was throwing the first shot because he was expecting the first shot, who knows? Um, one one point there was a story about a hysterical wife in there for Ace Steel's wife. Don't know if that was a thing or not, but okay, she probably wasn't in danger. But that's why he got physical. Then there's then there's good guy Kenny Omega. <laughs> there was a dog involved, Larry the dog, CM Punk's dog, who was making a ruckus. And all Kenny Omega was doing was trying to get the dog to safety. <laughs> and he got bit. By a steel. By a steel, not the dog. Not the dog. Because <laughs> it would have been funnier. It would have made more logical sense than if the historical dog bit Kenny Omega and not the person. <laughs> Why we were biting and throwing chairs, I'm still trying to understand. Like, I'm still trying to work that out. Um... Because that seems excessive. Even for, like, a real fight, that that seems a bit excessive. Um, yes, the, the, yes. The, the, the dog thing is according to the buck side of the story, yes. Yeah. We and don't... There's a lot of he said, he said stuff on either side, but it's just hysterical. I was just getting... He was just getting the dog the out dog, the way. Yeah, he was getting the dog. <laughs> I mean, the, the general consensus... On both sides, take it or leave it, is that Punk threw the first shot, that the Bucks and Omega did go to the locker room to discuss the comments. Those are the common sort of like threads throughout all the stories that we're seeing. Who was there? What happened? The channel of events. All It, it all kind of differs depending on who you talk to, oh. who, whose account you read. Oh, the but be- there are the- there is a, a line of events that all line up. <laughs> the best thing is the legal lady was there the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> the chief legal officer of the Jaguars and, and, and AEW and whatever, and I guess one of the companies they own. <laughs> Saw the whole thing apparently. So her account is going to screw everybody up. So obviously this hit the news. Obvious, and Chris Jericho called attention to it inadvertently by telling Tony Khan in the presser as he was leaving that um, shit went down backstage. Yeah. Um, you can see in specific footage security people leaving the press conference. Yeah, there's one to, angle of it. Yeah, to go break up the fight. 
as it's going down. Um, so this led to a lot of obviously speculation on the internet. This has led to a lot of outcry. Um, we can tell you that based on the information that has come out, that people are being interviewed. This is being investigated by AW. No, no I'm uh, going to correct you by a third party. Okay, fine. By a third party mm-hmm. hired by AEW. Yes to find out what happened they are they are taking everybody's testimony they are filming everybody's testimony they have spoken i believe to punk and the bucks and kenny and a steel i know for sure that they have spoken to punk um um maybe because i don't know no, they, that... were supposed, they were supposed to talk to him on wednesday no no uh i think AEW would talk to him i don't know if the investigators talked to him yet because he had surgery so that that timeline could be a little screwy that may be holding part of this up just thinking about it could be fine AEW. Yeah, had a meeting. Had a meeting with him. Mm-hmm. When I say they met with him, I'm meaning AEW. Okay. So AEW has met with Punk. I don't, and they they've met, I believe, with Kenny and the Bucks. Um, don't know about Ace Steel. He's kind of, sort of being he... not talked about right now. I think he was in on the Punk meeting, but I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think I heard that, but I don't know for sure. Um, everybody was sent home, regardless. <laughs> everybody has been, according to SI, suspended pending a further investigation. Um, and the so far the result of the investigation is that Punk, the Bucks, and Kenny have all been stripped of their respective titles. We've been given no other information pertaining to if anybody's going to lose their job, if any fines or anything else is going to happen, um, because obviously that is all pending the investigation. Uh, but what we can say for sure is that Tony Khan has made a public statement and has put the titles up for grabs in AEW because they no longer have their respective champions. Which, to me, that is the right move. It was the only only move. It was the only move, um, strictly from a professional environment, working in a professional environment. And I know that a professional environment doesn't necessarily have much bearing on a wrestling environment, but there are similarities and crossovers. If Punk, if it is true that Punk and Steel aggressed, and I'm going to put them in the same boat because they were together. If it is true that they aggressed, if it is true that CM Punk planned to take shots at at everybody that he took shots at, which included Cole Cabana, um, for some unknown reason. And they... I mean, there are many reasons, but yeah. There are many reasons, but that one, the one in particular is just you kind of sit there and go, why, dude? Um, but if, if it was all playing and if he all, if it was all intentional and then he, and then when people came to talk to him about it, he proceeded to attack them, essentially, um, he should be fired. I'm sorry. I, I never want to advocate for anybody to lose their job, but working in a professional environment, if this were to happen in an office, like you were to go to work or if you were to go to any job, right? Any job, not even an office. Like you go to any job and you have two and you have a group of people break out in a fight to the point that assault is committed because that's what's happened is a level of assault. I don't know if it's misdemeanor or felony happened backstage at AEW. Now you have a legal problem. Now you have legal involved. Now you have investigations. Now you have potential lawsuits that could come out of this, right? Because Kenny and the Bucks could technically sue Punk and Steel and try to sue AEW. And it just could be a mess, right? And Punk and Steel could try to sue back. And it's just, it's a whole legal conundrum, right? That Tony doesn't want. No. Tony doesn't want any of this. Um, it's, the last, it's, any... a, it's the last thing you need, especially with TV contracts coming up in the next year. Yeah. Regardless of all of that, in any professional environment, in any environment in general, if you show up to work and you start a fight, you would get fired. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, all the parties involved would get fired. Um, I don't know how I feel about Kenny and the Bucks, simply because I don't have a good enough account to make a judgment on that. And really, I have no right to make a judgment on it because I'm not in the room. I wasn't there. I didn't see what happened. But just based on all accounts, it's like you guys, they are the executive vice presidents of the company. And for an executive, I don't know. Like, I agree with them losing the titles. I'm kind of to the point that I don't feel like they should necessarily be fired unless they in some way made the situation worse um, and caused the fight in some way, shape or form. Um, but I feel like potentially they should at least be considering stepping down as EVPs because that's not really how an executive vice president of any company should behave. I know that I know the titles or that title is strictly sort of ceremonial at this point. Like, I don't think they hold any actual power, but if you're going to carry the title of executive vice president, 
you should act like it. Yeah. And one of those things is not getting into a massive ass fight. <laughs> I get it. Stuff happens, right? Like it's professional wrestling. Stuff happens. If it's true that Punk threw the first shot, then they were defending themselves. But it's it's having the wherewithal to walk away and be professional. And you're talking about a group of individuals who know better. They're not young 20-something guys, right? Who no. are young and stupid. These are all grown men. 35 or 30s and older. Men in their 30s and 40s who know better, who know how to carry themselves, who know how to be- behave, who know what's expected of them. And this happened anyway. And there's blame on all sides. There is absolute blame on all sides for everybody involved. It's not just Punk. It's not just Steel. It's not just the Bucks. It's not just Omega. It's not just Tony Khan. Because Tony Khan carries a level of blame in this as well. Because the person that comes out looking the worst in this whole thing is Tony Khan. Because it basically shows that Tony Khan does not have control of his company. He does not have control of his locker room. He doesn't really, like, I'm not sure what he has control over, other than his Twitter. <laughs> and does he really have control over his Twitter? I don't know. I haven't I haven't gotten there yet. But it's it made him look horrible. And with, like you said, TV contracts coming up, and this did get back to Warner. Warner was asking questions about this. Like, that's not what you want. No. With your TV contracts coming up. With trying to negotiate anything because what makes this really kind of frightening is that at some point i have to wonder if tony khan's leadership of AEW is going to get called into question because now what's going to happen is people investors warner discovery those kinds of level of people are going to start to take a harder look at the company whereas you know they could kind of get away with it before and it's oh it's good guy tony but they're really going to start to look at what's going on with AEW including the fact that they're really not growing they're stagnating or in some cases they're shrinking they have all this top level talent and granted some of it's been hurt so they get a little bit of a buy there but for the most part it's like you had one of the hottest anticipated returns in 7 years and it barely moved the needle so Question. Hmm. What is the one thing you shouldn't do when two big companies merge together? Cause a ruckus. There you go. Yeah. That's the other side of this. Warner and Discovery are merging. Discovery is looking, and by the way, Discovery won the merger. They're going to be the boss. Um, They're looking for ways to cut money. Yep. Any way they can, especially after the snafu with HBO Max, where they took their entire animation catalog off and lost like a crap ton of money because of it. But I digress. Anyway, they're looking to cut programming. They're looking to cut pretty much anything they can to sort of streamline. And what's going to suffer worse than Discovery is going to be Warner's catalog. Because Discovery has their set base. They know what they want. They know what they have. They know what draws. They're going to start looking at TBS, Turner, Warner, HBO, all, all, all the things under that banner. And they're going to be looking at what's taking the most resources, what's not performing, and what's problematic, and the one issue that AEW has, aside from this, is that by all accounts, they cannot sell advertising for AEW. They can't do it. That's what I keep hearing, is that there is massive issues with selling AEW commercial space, OTT space, to AEW is because of really the overall product. Now, there's something, there are some things that you can do. You can minimize the blood. You can minimize the cursing. You can get by it, and then people might be more willing to put their, their products on AEW. But that's where your all-important demo comes into play, is that they're doing well in their demo, but they can't sell advertising that ties to their demo, which makes money, which ties back to the company. And that could have changed. But from everything I've heard about it, that's not the case. Advertisers want no part of it. And when you're going into a negotiation with the network, asking them for money, including trying to ask for another TV show for ROH, the last thing you want is to basically not bring be bringing in as much money as you should be for given all that you have. And that's going to be the other problem that they really have is when he goes in for those negotiations is they could look at him and be like, yeah, you're doing decent ratings. You're doing good in the demo, you're drawing, but it's, we're seeing this stagnation, especially the drop off with Rampage. It's there. It's very painfully obvious how much they have lost in Rampage. It's obvious that they have had ups and downs with Dynamite. And again, they're not growing. And now you have this on top of it, where your top guys 
your EVPs get into a fight because they can't handle that. And more so you as an owner sat there by the top guy as he made the comments and you did nothing to to stop him, like nothing, that's not a good look. I'm not saying that anything bad's going to happen. I'm sure their TV deal gets renewed. I hope it does. I hope they get everything that they want and more from it. But just from a professional standpoint and looking at that, that's not a good look. And the fact that people like SI got a hold of this, the fact that coming out of the biggest weekend for AEW in terms of All Out, where they where they pulled off a surprise return for MJF, right? The much maligned MJF, where he they were having all kinds of problems with him, where he supposedly walked out. They worked it without with him, and he's been off, and he's been gone. He comes back, right? They pull off this massive surprise. Nobody's talking about it. Why? Because everybody's talking about this and how bad it makes the company look overall. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Um, we'll probably have an update next week. Like I said, there's an independent investigation being conducted. Um, and professionally speaking, I don't want to see necessarily anybody losing their job, but I feel like that is would be appropriate for specific people in this case. I, again, at least to me, it feels like potentially a steel possibly needs to lose his job because throwing a chair and biting somebody is a bit much, you know? Yeah, I don't disagree. Because it's like, this is going to sound stupid, but... What if what if he'd lost an eye? What if he was badly injured? Worse so than what he was. You know, what if by some horrible mistake somehow the strike had killed him? Let's go there. Wow, we're going we're we're going there. Okay. But it's a possibility. It's like depending on the angle and the chair and everything else. I mean, a a shot to the head is a shot to the head. Yeah. And in, and if you hit the head at the right angle with the right object at the right speed and the right everything. You can kill somebody. You could. So it's like, what if that had happened? God forbid. Like, can you imagine? It's it's awful to think about. So it's like, you know, maybe people, maybe people need to take a hard look. And I'm sure they have, and I'm sure they are. Um, but yeah. So we should have an update hopefully next week or in the in the coming weeks. And during this whole mess, as all of this is falling out over the last few days, um, it came out that it is believed that Alistair Black has been granted his release from AEW. It is conditional. Yeah, conditional release has been granted to Alistair Malachi Black. This is coming off the rumors that he had asked for it and he had been denied his release. I'm not sure if he went back a second time or if the denial was false. Um, but yes, he does have a conditional release. He's also pulled out of a house, or not a house show, but a uh, independent show um, for mental health reasons. Northeast Wrestling, I believe. So hopefully everything is okay with him. I hope he's he finds the help that he needs and gets back on his feet because that's never fun. Nope. And we all support you. We're all here for you. We love you. So with that, I say we take our first and only break of the evening. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. So when we come back, we are going to be talking Clash at the Castle. So you don't want to miss it. You're listening to the rack right here on MalltalkRadio.com, and we will be right back. Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. What is the greatest of all time? Saturday nights. We decide from sports, video games movies and even the x-rated you help us decide what is the greatest of all time it is the great and great debate a part of your saturday night event cb radio saturday night midnight to houston on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Give me a hell yeah! 
Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin as they give their opinions on what they liked, what, what they didn't like, what, and what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights. What? 11 p.m. Eastern. What? Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line. Go, 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 Simpson. Hey, y'all, you want to get social with the Rack? Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash show. Did you know you can use Creator Code Rock and sock in the Fortnite item shop? That's R-O-C-K-N-S-O-C-K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. Hey guys, this is Colt Cabana of the Art of Wrestling podcast. But right now you're listening to the Rack Radio Show on the Wildcat Network. Wild Talk Radio. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wild Talk Radio. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Colt Cabana from the Art of Wrestling podcast. But right now, you're listening to Rack Radio, the Wildcat Radio Network. Wild Talk, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. I think we should keep it. I think it's funny. Hey guys, this is Colt Cabana from the Art of Wrestling podcast. But right now, you're listening to Rack Radio on Wild Talk Radio. Perfect. Wait, I'll do Rack Radio show. Sorry. All right, okay. one more time. One more time. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Colt Cabana from the Art of Wrestling podcast, but right now you're listening to the Rack Radio Show on Wild Talk Radio. Take four. I'm like, take four. <laughs> now I don't feel so bad. Welcome back to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at youtube.com slash mbg1211. And if you're listening to us over on rackradioshow.com, wildtalkradio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime gaming sub available, well, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. Hey, 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 did you know something? What? It's September. It's September. You can get discounted subs, so you can subscribe for even cheaper. If you want to subscribe the regular way, you can also follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And with that, Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space until the spammers ended up taking over my place, and I was so bitter. Until I found Twitter Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure so, question before you begin. Hmm. Asking for a friend. Hmm. Did, did the Rams forget their two halves? Maybe. Okay. Because just asking. Just, just, just asking for asking for a friend. I mean, just, just asking. Just asking? Just asking. Not sure. Because it appears they've learned they're, they're, they played one, not two. Maybe they maybe they don't realize it's regular season and they think it's preseason. I, um, Cam Akers, where are you? You need to play. 
be nice. Fantasy, you know. Let's go. We're off to a good start. We're, we're off to a great start. All right, what do you got? All right, Sean Chiplock. My face after I spent the last five minutes talking about how much I love cheesecake to the dinner table. Moments after the waitress asks if anyone's interested in the dessert, like their New York-style cheesecake. And it's a crying image. Somebody responds and says, Sean, I could talk to you for ages on how cheesecake is better than an orgasm because damn. He replies with, you're but a disciple preaching to the Jesus of cheesecake. And it is a picture of his cheesecake. Dave Rappuccino says, the queen dies the same day football returns. America's back, baby. Hmm. We had fallen off, but now we're back. We're back. By the way, respect, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth II. I know we talked about it. Just go. Oh, is that all your tweets? That's all my tweets. I was waiting to see if it was all your tweets. That's all my tweets. We talk wrestling. You know what Danielson was missing? An early 2000s boy band singer to sing him down to the ring. Yep. WWE's bump promoted the damage control, damage control on the bump this week. Caleb Braxton, excuse me, invading my studio. Bailey clearly does have half a brain since she's deciding to do it this week, the week I move across the country. I will definitely be stopping by the show now. Bailey, please do. I would love to show you the quick reflexes my surgical leg developed over the last year. I'm, I'm going to kick you. Max Kessner posted the gift of just taking notes. Chan Man goes, listen, listen, we all just came from all out straight from Chicago. CM Punk's door got kicked down like Trump's house in Mar-a-Lago. Punk's going on vacation, probably to Havana. Be careful, or he'll get mad if you say the word cabana. <laughs> That shouldn't be funny, but it is. Caleb Braxton, charged iPhone, charged iPad, freed up storage, download shows and movies in flight. Also, download shows on iPhone as backup in case iPad dies and there's no working outlets on flight. I feel overly prepared. Got comfortable on flight. Select movie. Headphones are dead. No, that's the worst. Joel Kirtner. Next week on a special TBS-CBS simulcast, the UFC press conference brawl all-Stars against the AEW Media Scrum Elite. <laughs> and the Gen Gaming YouTube. Congrats to CM Punk being the first person to be edited out of WWE and AEW television. Oh, no. And that. Tweet of the week. All right. Let's, let's talk about it. Clash of the Castle, which aired this past Saturday on Peacock. It was live from Cardiff, Wales. Oh my, and my God, this, this crowd was amazing. This crowd, this show, everything about it was so incredibly good. Like, holy crap. Just we have to talk about the set. You want to talk about minimum, like minimum, I don't want to say effort because that's not correct, but basically minimum set for mass maximum impact because basically they built the entire set out of the screens that they use and then they created like castle graphics for it and they had a giant castle in the center. Yeah, that's what people everyone miss. Oh, it's just a basic LED board thing. No, they created a castle as the video boards up top. Like they had a castle complete with a dragon graphic that would fly down and shoot fire. Like, it was so sick looking. I, I, I want people to realize, it's 2022. We're not going to have metal things. Um, like, metal PVC piping and stuff like that as stages anymore. It's all LED now. Like, yeah, because it's just the impact of it is huge. They can customize it to everybody. So instead of just having a custom event set and you have the video stuff... Somebody threw a somebody threw a flare on the field. Looked like it, yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> um, go off, y'all. Anyway, I want to know how they got it in. But like, instead of building a custom set that they can only use once and never again, and then they recycle bits and pieces of it later, you have the LED set that they can customize to every event like this. Where they can build a castle in the middle of the ring. They can have the graphics to make it look like a castle all around the building. And then you can customize it to all the individual superstars. Like, it's a really smart way to do this, especially when you have to travel and you have to shift this stuff. And you have to store it. Like, that's the other side is they have the warehouse. And it's a large facility, but it's probably full. Because they don't get rid of anything. They keep everything. So it makes sense that it's like they have to start simplifying in order to just save space and make sure that they can recycle this stuff. And it's probably cheaper to replace LED boards than it is entire sets, you know? Oh, yeah. But it was absolutely spectacular looking. The crowd, God bless the UK crowd, the Europeans. They're so loud and rowdy and drunk. They're just 
bless them. I've I've honestly missed a UK crowd because they all generally come over for WrestleMania and we haven't really kind of had that the last couple of years. Like they were kind of there this year, but kind of not. But not really. No. So, because some of the restrictions were still in place. Um, so the fact that we had the full-blown European UK crowd, 60,000 of them. Yeah, for, it was not a sports entertainment number. You know what? I'm going to say it. Take Mania over there. Take Mania to the UK. That would be a fun time. Wouldn't go that far. No, I'm serious. Take it, take it to like London or take it to Edinburgh or take it somewhere because it, that would be a fun crowd. The singing at the end was not supposed to air. You sure? Pretty sure. I think it was. But we'll get to that. So let's let's talk about the show because this show opened with Damage Control taking on Alexa, Bianca, and I have to remember. Oscar. Hold on. Oscar. God, how can I forget Oscar? It's late. Um. So this crowd remembered who Bailey was. Oh my god, did they ever? Hey, we want some Bailey. They 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 were popping for her and she's like, No, no. It's no. not you this is so many years ago. No, we've moved on. Stop it. No, Bailey. No. <laughs> They're, you're still their girl. But this was so fantastic. Oh my god. This match, it was beautifully paced, and we should note that there were six matches in three and a half hours. Everybody got time. Everybody looked wonderful. But this match was beautifully paced, beautifully done, because you had six people in it. They were all trying to hit their spots. Everybody looked strong. They the were. slap. Yeah, slap was the, good. The slap heard around the world. What a minute on that night. Um, But, no, this match was paced well. Like I talked about on the when we previewed, it was like, they they know how to book a book a really good six person match like because we've seen it with the Shield and the Wyatts and the Daniel Bryan's and the Canes and all them for years in the Usos they know how to book good six person matches and this was a really good one they paced it everyone got their spots in everyone had a chance to shine Dakota looked really good Io had really good spots um, Bailey was on point. And they built to all the tags for, for to get Bianca in the match. It, it was just perfectly well done. The entire thing was well executed. There were a couple of times where Bailey had to get the coat under control to get her in places, but beyond that, it was a really well done match. And I liked how ba- Damage Control worked on tag team maneuvers. And they pointed out on commentary where they're like, they're not working as singles, they're working as a unit. And there was triple team moves, tag team moves. They were all working together to defeat Bianca, Asuka. And Alexa. It was a really good match. It was fantastic. It was a great opener. Crowd was super hot for it. It was how you needed to get the crowd going. And they got plenty of time. They weren't rushed. Everything worked. In the end, Bailey pinned the champion, which is after some we... shenanigans. But yeah, Bailey ch- Bailey pinned the champion. Clean. It was. A, you had three people that are. You know, everyone got their shit in. But it was three. It was a clean pin, and Bailey got the win. And here we go. Now we're now we're off to the races of the Bailey Bianca feud. Let's go, <sighs> Bailey versus Bianca. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the thing. Let's do the thing. So what was next? Slapfest Mania Intercontinental Championship. Gunther Shemus. Banger after banger after, after banger, banger after, after banger, after banger. <laughs> after banger. <laughs> oh, their poor chest. Holy! But before we get to that, before we get there, there was a big moment. Imperium is back. Giovanni is now up on the main roster with them. Their group is together. They may not be the three names you had in the old Imperium, but it's the three men of Imperium back together again. Which was your biggest first... That was the first shocking moment of the night. It was like, oh, he he announced Giovanni. Oh. Oh. Imperium's back, and the crowd popped for the act. Yeah, I thought they. I don't think they're gonna go back to old music, but it's like you still get the act, and that's that's pretty cool. But no, this match they just went pound and pound and pound and pound and pound. This was everything we could ever want out of this and more. The physicality of this match was just absolutely incredible to watch. Like this was. This was snug. This was beyond snug. There was points that they were really smacking the shit out of each other, and you, you I saw it on that. their you saw it on their chests. Yeah, Seamus's chest was just 
oh my god, Seamus' chest. You just needed to be dipped in Neosporin after the match, because good lord, it was just red and bleeding and raw. And Gunter wasn't as bad, but Gunter was Gunter was pretty bad. We had some a few high flying spots. We had a table spot. Um, and I still love that in the beginning of the match, right, with Imperium out there and um, Butch and uh, Ridge, mm-hmm. when they're just beating the hell out of each other, Sheamus and 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 Gunther just stared down at each other. Still like they did on SmackDown. It was fantastic. That was exactly how you needed to start this. Is you have. You have your outside factors take care of each other and get rid of each other. And then it just cancels them out and they're not hanging over the rest of the match. Right? It just comes down to Seamus and Gunter and they're just fighting. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible to watch. Like, this was this was so good. To the point that after the match, Seamus got a standing ovation from the crowd. He did. Yeah. Like a five minute standing ovation from the crowd for how good this was and in part because he's local but this was just i could see this again i don't know if they want to because you know inverted titties and everything but um (laughs) they may have to do it just to revert them i wouldn't mind this being a six man i wouldn't mind this eventually going to a five on five if they can find four other people for them but yeah just the imperium stuff and the way that um the dude does the intro, like the close up and the way that his tongue's moving in his mouth is very distraction. Ludwig. Distracting. Ludwig. Ludwig, yeah. Or he's like, Okay, you're into this. I could tell by the way your tongue is moving, you're into this. Got it. But yeah, just the the Imperium shock was really good because I think that was one of the things we talked about previewing the show was how are they going to balance because Seamus has two and Gunter only has one, how are they going to balance that? They found a way. You just get Imperium, and it's fine. But in the end... Um, Gunther is still Intercontinental Champion. Yep, he put Seamus down. Not without a fight, but he put Seamus down. So we'll see where this goes. We shall. If this continues. I, I'm with you. I think we need the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium on a SmackDown. I just think you need to do it. Like, it's just at this point, okay, do the six-man. Please do it, because I have a funny feeling now that it's like you have a true six-on-six, it would be very, very good. Yeah, and I think we'll get it on SmackDown, or maybe even Extreme Rules. Who knows? Who knows? Up next, SmackDown Women's Tiles on the line, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler. Out of every match on this card, this was probably the what I would call the weakest match, and it was still very good. I don't want to take anything away from them. Um, but they didn't quite have the chemistry that I feel like they needed to. Um, so it was just okay. You had Baszler working Liv's shoulder a lot. Um, which was the injured shoulder. Which was the injured shoulder. So she was trying to take the title that way. You had a lot of really good moments where it was like back and forth. Um, so so what I'll say about this match is I, Liv is, Liv is still figuring out who she was. And we talked about this long ago. She needs longer matches to get her offense down correct mm-hmm. and to get the crowd behind it. And I was talking, I talked about this months ago, back when she was shooting with Becky, and she finally got that big match on Raw, right? And then the big, the, the, the title match on the pay per view. People don't know what her offense is. She continues to to have to. She needs more matches like this where her offense is showcased, so the fans can get behind it. And it allows her to grow. With house shows, she's going to learn how to do it more, right? Mm-hmm. But it, but we, as the general audience, won't know what the offense is. It has to be more on television so that we know how to react to certain spots and moves. I like that she tried new things in this match. She tried the submission game with Shayna. Because they mentioned that she was working with Riddle on, on some submission stuff. And you can see that she tried some stuff. Shayna overpowered her, of course, because that's... Shayna's the, the submission magician, so she would know what counted to everything she was trying. But I like that they gave Liv the opportunity to at least attempt different submissions on Shayna to kind of work Shayna's style in the match. Mm-hmm. That That's what I'll say about the match. Effort was made to at least try different things. Did it all work? No. Some of it did. And that helped the match. The crowd also watched two bangers in a row, so like they were in a spot where I don't think anything was going to be that great. Especially after Seamus and Gunther just 
pounded on each other for 20 minutes. Yeah, like, this this wasn't, this, and it's just, yeah, like, compared to everything else on this show, that's why I say this wasn't the best on this show, but it was still very good, because I think, yeah, it's like after you watch The Sixth Woman, and then you watched Seamus and Gunter, you're like, okay, and then you go kind of into a completely different sort of skill set because it's like the women the women brawled with each other but there was a little wrestling Seamus and Gunter just tried to kill each other and then you had this which was more wrestling submission style and it was just sort of a left turn in what you had just been watching and you're like "Uh, okay and then we turned right back out of it kind of with the next match so it's like this didn't leave the best impression just because of how it was put together but it was still very good and both women tried and both women did a good good job um i would agree that Liv just needs more time to just kind of figure things out and work things out because she's still doing all of that you can tell um and it's just once she gets it figured out she'll get there and we need to see it because her working on by herself, we won't know anything either. Mm-mm. So the crowd won't know how to react. The crowd needs to know how to react to her. But in the end, Liv Morgan was able to hold on to her title and she left Cardiff as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay. So moving on from there. It is the Judgment Day taking on Edge and Rey Mysterio. The battle, the beginning of the Battle of the Devils. Because Edge came out dressed as the devil. I was going to say, what was Edge wearing? He, I don't know if Edge and Seth coordinated or not. I have no idea. I need I need them to coordinate, though. I need a picture of them together, actually, in the full get-ups. Um, just because it would be perfect. But Edge came out wearing a devil lucha mask. He had he had a really cool coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he got a massive pop. So did Ray. But they were singing Edge's theme to him, 60,000 Strong, which was epic. Um, And then you had the Judgment Day show up. The match itself was fine. Um, You had a lot of high-flying spots. Rey Mysterio just hurled himself at Rhea Ripley at one point because she went for Dominic, which I thought was a nice little touch. touch. I like like the ending where, you know, Edge went for the 619 and the announcer was like, no, it was a 519 because that's the, the area code in Canada. So it was a nice little touch on that one. But yeah, the edge and the, the result of the match didn't matter. Edge and Edge and Ray won. They beat the Judgment Day. Should they have been the other way? Yeah. But from where they went with the story, it works. Because everything the only people were talking about afterwards is Dominic Mysterio. Why? Because it was the nut shot heard round the world as Dominic Mysterio punted Edge right in the man bits, dropped him to the mat. Ray is like, oh my god, what have you done? Before Why we, are you doing this? Before you go on, when he kicked him in the nuts, one, his shoe fell off. Two, or he had to take off his shoe. Two, you watch Edge as he goes down. He looks at Dominic going, but why? Buddy, why? Why did you do this? You just see him look at him like, why? The betrayal. The, it, it was beautiful. And then, you know, Ray grabs hold of Dominic as Edge is lying on the ground in pain. The Judgment Day is screaming and hooping and hollering and celebrating because Dominic has done the thing. And then Dominic, in a nice, nice touch as Ray is trying to find out what's going on as he's trying to soothe his son. Dominic hits him with a clothesline, drops his father a la Eddie Guerrero when Eddie turned on Ray and leaves with the Judgment Day. This was well done. And then somebody got hold of him and improved his fashion tenfold. Again, whoever did that, thank you. Um, yeah, this was good. I, like I said, I hope you don't have too much father-son feud. I'd rather it be more Dominic and Edge than, um, Dominic and Ray. Yeah. Because I don't want them to do the stereotypical, I've lived in your shadow for too long, yada, 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 yada. It's more Dominic turns on Edge. I actually saw something that would be hilarious, which was, um, somebody pointed out the Edge-Vicky storyline. <laughs> Where Edge married Vicky and Dominic, you know, drops Edge for how he treated Vicky. <laughs> you you hurt my stepmom, so I'm gonna hurt you. They won't do it, but it's like, okay, that's I didn't think about that. That's good. But I'm very happy that they're giving Dominic a new course and that they're going to let him discover a new character and become a new character. Cause 
when we were previewing this, my one complaint about Dominic is he really has no identity outside of being Ray's son. And you mentioned that he had taken a step back in terms of really working and being seen and that kind of thing outside of Ray. So this will be good for him to start to break out on his own. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. And now it's time for the other devil, the party devil, the curry man devil. As Seth Rollins took on Riddle, uh, Seth came out to a massive ovation. I'm not sure if he was Curry Man or Elton John or a combination therein, but he came out in a orange and red suit with a bedazzled helmet with devil horns and wings. Riddle came out, was serious Riddle, was ready to fight, and this is this was just no, a fight. No. SpongeBob came in. That's right, SpongeBob came Squinch Pop came out, that's right. I like that they that, like people they people were already like mad about how Riddle came out all happy and jolly and they were like, Well, this they've already ruined it for me if they're just gonna go with a collar and no bow tie up. They didn't they went and punched each other. Riddle could still soak in the life of the party, but when he when he saw Seth Rollins his, he went from zero to hundred, I'm ready to kick your ass and that's what they did. They had a fight. They did. They, yeah, like everybody calm down. It's fine. Overreaction Saturday for 30 seconds. Holy. It doesn't fit Riddle to come out and be all serious and grr, I'm going to kill you. It's He's like, yeah, no, I'm chill. I'm good. And then he sees Seth and it's like sirens go off. But, but, um, but congrats to the Bills for beating the Rams. <laughs> has has justice been served? Is that is that how we're viewing this? Has justice been served? I guess. I don't know. But what happened to Cam Akers? Where did you go, man? You need to step up. Anyway, um, yeah, this had a good. This was a good, good brawl, good fight. I don't know if it was match of the night though. I think the women had the better match. I think match of the night on for me, honestly, either goes to Gunter and Sheamus or the women. I, I just think like this was good. This was extremely good. Um, I felt like it could have maybe been a little bit more like a fight, but again, after Gunter and Sheamus, it's really hard to live up to that. Yeah, because they, they did try, just try to kill each other. They did, and they had a lot to to overcome in, in in that regard. But there were some cool spots, cool moments. Seth hitting Riddle's finish was a nice spot. The pedigree was a nice spot. All in all, it was a really good, great match. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, but I had higher expectations. Did it meet them? Yeah, could it have exceeded them? It, it, I was hoping it would have, but it met my expectations for a match. Um, Seth getting a raid, getting the win was a little surprising. I thought they would give him a riddle, but all in all, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. I, I look forward to more of a follow-up with them, um, as things progress and we'll see where this sort of goes. Yeah. Cause there, um, there might be a, a round two at some point. Might be a round two. Might not be. I mean, if they don't, that's okay. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but I would be, I would be very curious to see if we do at some point get a round two. And this was Seth Rollins' first premium live event win clean in a year and a half. Woot. All right. Main event time. Main event time. Let's talk about it. Roman Reigns sands the bloodline, sands Sami Zayn because he got attacked earlier in the night. So Roman was coming out alone without anybody with him, taking on the man, the myth, the legend, the one of broken dreams. Because, yes, y'all, we got broken dreams. That was a nice little video vignette package they put together for it. That was so good. It got people hyped. Like, people popped for that, uh, including me, because I have missed broken dreams so much. It's a it really is actually a good song. Like, he was not going to do the full entrance with it, but at least he got that. We got the reference, which, if you're an old school fan of Drew, that was just, like, chef's kiss. So good. But, yeah, we got it. And out came Drew McIntyre to a massive ovation. Everybody was hyped for this. Everyone was excited. And this was a really, really, really great match between these two. Yeah. It was better than I thought it was going to be, because um, we've seen this match before, and it not wasn't always the best, um, sometimes boring. But they had enough near falls in this matchup that got you going, oh, oh, this could happen. Maybe this will happen. Maybe they'll actually put the belt on Drew. So they, they delivered on that part. They had the crowd on the edge of the seat, and that's what helped. The crowd was really into this one, and... 
it needed to be. It was is what the crowd wanted. Um, there was a moment where we had a ref bump and people believed Drew was going to win, and then things were happening, and then out came Austin Theory, who then got knocked the fuck out by uh, Tyson Fury. Which I was like, what the crap? Because like when he got knocked out, and there's just a dude that like walks out and just um beats beats him up i was like wait what's going on right now because it's just did a fan just like take out austin fury and it's like oh no it's it's tyson fury Fury. never mind because i don't think i saw that he was there i think i had like stepped out of the room for a second when they showed him or something they showed him early in the night at ringside so which was subtle like hey he's there but we're not going to mention by the man they show carrie and, and, and scarlet in the crowd and there's a little little stuff that happened but nothing major came about it but yeah the, it was a nice tyson fury knockout shot on, on austin there it's like nope not your night kid not your night which i like that they had the tease i like that they did that that was what you needed to do because he was he was a factor in the moment of its austin theory he's there you have to at some point tease the fact that he's there and that he has the money in the bank. And with the way that Roman and Drew took each other to task and they wore each other down, Roman was weak. He was ripe for the plucking. And Austin Theory was going to go for it. Because it's like, if if there's ever a time, now is the time. And it would be a history-making, career-defining moment for Austin Theory. Because not only would it be happening in the UK, which I think would be the first time, that the title, the main title would change hands in the UK, but it would also be, I think, the first successful Money in the Bank cash-in in the UK. Um, so it would be a, a career-defining moment for him if he had pulled it off. Unfortunately, he didn't. Unfortunately, Tyson Fury was like, nope, I'm going to stay with my boy Drew McIntyre. I'm going to defend him, and I'm going to make sure this goes over clean. And in the end, Drew was not able to overcome Roman because, well, Roman had a plan B. <laughs> Always have a plan B. So what did I say in Skype as it was happened before the match? I don't remember. Roman Reigns is solo tonight. That's right, because Solo Sioka came up from NXT. He made the long trip from Florida to Cardiff, and he was there to support his cousin in his time in, his in, in, in his time of need. He was there to back him up when the going got tough. And in the end, thanks to Solo's help, Roman Reigns walks out victorious with the title. And that should have been the end of the show. Oh, no. oh yeah, I did tweet it. Yeah, that's right. I did tweet it as well. Yeah, you did tweet it. Um, But no, we were done. Because after the show, Tyson Fury jumps the barricade. Shakes hands, walk- with, shakes hands with Roman. Shakes hands with Roman. They do the whole respect thing. Roman leaves. Um, And Tyson walks over to Drew and helps Drew get up. And as Roman's walking out and the cameras are following Roman out, Tyson and Drew start to have a little fun. We get a rendition of American Pie, which is very weird being sung by a Scotsman and I think a Welshman. Mm-hmm. And then we almost had a sweet Caroline, but not quite. And they were just riffing and joking and having a good time after the match and, and uh, messing with the crowd. It was... I don't think it was supposed to air. I don't know if it was supposed to air because at one point Drew's like, are we still live? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, buddy, you're still live. And he's like, oh, <laughs> all right. Let's send her home. Let's go home. I mean, it was definitely the weirdest close to a pay-per-view I've ever seen. Yeah, I would say that. But not bad. But now we have the question. Who can take down Roman? It's not Drew, which a lot of people were hoping it would be Drew, but it's not. Who can take down Roman Reigns? Gosh dang it. I was about to yell at Brent, but I don't have to yell Why? at him. Why? I, I don't have to yell at him. He finally got the results of the pay-per-view pickle, man. Ah, okay. <laughs> so he did his job. Yeah, I got him at 11.15. The pay-per-view ended on Saturday. Um, you know, glad I went to check my email just now. The wheel went 2-4. and four. Subway, Tim, and Lindsay went 3-3. Three and three. Brent, Kyle, or Casey, Rob, myself, and Sheila. Like, there you go, Brent. Went 4-2. and two. Tommy and the 8-ball went 5-1. and one. Good for them. Congratulations. We lost to the 8-ball. I mean, that's not the first time, and that won't be the last time that we've lost to the 8-ball, dude. I know. This was a good show. Really enjoyable. It's three and plus hours of 
sports entertainment professional wrestling on a Saturday afternoon. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I thought this was a great show. It was, like you said, it was enjoyable. It was easy to watch. It was fun. There was some unexpected stuff that happened, which we're all for. And yeah, I think it was a, a great showing for WWE. It was beautifully paced. It was beautifully timed. It was the right amount of matches. Everybody looked like a star. I mean, I... I can't complain about a lot of this because it was all just really good and really well done. Indeed. But I think that does it for us. What do you think? It does, in fact, do it for us here on The Rack. Saturday night, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, it will be the return of WTRFs. Chat, look, we have a thing. You can you, you see on the screen. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing. There's a screen for it now. There's going to be a YouTube video there. Gonna do a thing. Ten thirty. Because. Go ahead. Because somebody on the network won a title. Yeah. So we're gonna review Casey's match. We're gonna watch it, riff on it, and talk all about it. It's been six years since we've done one. I. That doesn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> six years to basically the day. <laughs> which is which is even more amusing. Anyway, so check that out. Follow that. We'll do Fortnite after that for a little bit. And then it'll be CB Raider, CBRadio.com, GrandTheGreatDebate.com. It's, it's going to be a feisty debate on uh, on Saturday. It's going to be a feisty one between me and Brent. It's best. What are you debating? You, you'll have to find out Saturday night, midnight-ish. Sunday, Russell Talk Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern. They're going to talk about probably things we talked about tonight. Because Brent probably has more opinions. So talk about that on Sunday. Monday night, it's the Raw Post Show, 11 p.m. Eastern. You can check out The Rack. Extra views, Madden NFL 23, and there's only one problem. You can check out Seabro Not So Live, reviewing AEW All Out now available. There'll be a new The Rack Extra Reviews coming up, I don't know, sometime in the next few days. We got NBA. We're going to talk about NBA 2K23 and all 150 gigs of it. It's just a tad large. It's, it's, very, it's very massive. It's a very massive download. So we'll talk about that. You'll have that to look forward to at some point. Once I get around to putting it together. It's Rack Radio Show on all social media platforms or wherever you get your podcasts. It's your Amazon Music. Google. You know, Apple. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search Rack Radio Show. It's at Wild Talk Radio. Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account, it's called Prime Gaming. You can support the channel by clicking the purple rectangle button below the screen. It is also September first, one month subs for twenty percent off. If you subscribe for six months, it's it's thirty percent off. So do the things. It's September. All that fun stuff. Just click that purple rectangle button below the screen. You can also use creator code RocketSock or Lin's M Ward in the Fortnite item shop or Epic Game Store. Why? Because we are hashtag epic partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Linsward, L-I-N-S-W-R-D. You can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Linsward. Same as the Twitter. I have been streaming Genshin Impact and we have been in Sumeru. Where we have been exploring the region and hanging out and having a good time. So, if you want to come hang out, I stream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 6-ish p.m. to 8-ish p.m. And then on the weekends, whenever I have time. So follow the Twitter to get notified of when I'm going live. You can also check out my YouTube channel if you miss the streams. LinsWard.RackRadioShow.com or just LinsWard on the YouTube. You know, like, subscribe, ring the bell. I would appreciate it. Also, if you have time, check out YouTube.com slash MBG Films 1211. There we go. Almost forgot it. Good lord, it's late. Um, but go check out Matt's content because it's fun and it's awesome. And we love him. So for Rock, I'm going to go to bed because <laughs> it's late and I'm tired. But I will see y'all next week or we will see y'all next week. Till then, bye. WildTalkRadio.com. 